This is a 980 CKNW podcast. As you've been hearing in the news, a town hall meeting in Nanaimo yesterday, a little raucous at times. This was the final stop on the prime minister's tour, his town hall tour across the country, a chance for Canadians to take a seat and in many cases ask the prime minister a question or two. Vashi Capellos joins us now. She is the Global National Bureau Chief. Vashi, thanks so much for being with us. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Uh, what do you think about, uh, not just, we'll talk a bit more about specifically uh, Nanaimo yesterday, but the tour has wrapped up. Is it what we expected when we heard <laughs> that the Prime Minister was going to be taking uh, himself to the town halls across the country? I think to a certain extent it was. I mean, uh, we saw the the same process unfold a year ago, and uh, things got raucous there too. I mean, they the government says they do not vet the questions, they don't vet the people who come in, so you've got to expect a certain amount of people will come in who are dissatisfied with the Prime Minister and don't like some of his policies. So I think for the most part, it kind of unfolded the way that we anticipated. I don't think that anyone anticipated this pipeline battle to heat up so much so in the last this last week, and then, you know, kind of coincidentally, he was in D.C. and Alberta when that battle was revving up. And so I think that really inflamed both of the uh, town halls that took place. And, and, and we definitely saw the sort of manifestation of that yesterday in Nanaimo. Uh, we also, I found it interesting in that so when he was in Alberta, and maybe not during the actual town hall, but he spoke to a radio station there, very, uh, very emphatic about why the p- pipeline was going ahead, why Kinder Morgan would go ahead. It was the same message in BC yesterday, but n- perhaps not with the force that he, he knew the audience was a little bit different. And even though he was delivering the same message, it was with a bit of a different tone. Yeah, that's that's very, very true. I think he was sort of trying to cushion the blow in B.C., uh, whereas in Alberta, he, he definitely understands, I think, as, as anyone would, uh, who kind of gets what's going on in Alberta, that, you you know, being forceful and sounding emphatic about it is, is what they're hoping for. So it's a, you know, it's, it's kind of a no-win situation for him in a way, even if, even if he is making a decision that's popular in Alberta, I don't think it will ever do much to increase his own popularity there. The Liberals and Trudeau are just not not very well liked in Alberta uh, because of a long history involving his father, as well as just sort of the way politics goes there. Uh, so I definitely think he, you know, he knows his audiences and he's and he's trying to play for them. But I think any politician would do the same. And I think any politician or anybody in Nanaimo, I was there yesterday and it was uh, annoying. The crowd itself was getting agitated with a couple of people and it was yeah. still unclear. Uh, I, I mean, we can assume they were opposed to Kinder Morgan, but it also it almost seemed like they were opposed to everything he would say because they were yelling things like liar, you talk too much. But they weren't screaming out specifically. It wasn't like the people that were holding the, the Kinder Morgan signs. But I don't know if you heard this, but uh, sitting in the crowd, this was one of those moments where you don't often see this, especially from Justin Trudeau. The other part of... Come on! Come on! Really? Really? Okay, this is it. Will you please respect the people in this room? Will you please respect the people in this room? No, then please leave. And eventually uh, a couple of the people did leave. Uh, He went on not too long after that. uh, He basically told everybody they had to behave. And if they behaved, they would get to ask the question. Uh, I was tweeting about it. It was like he went back to his teaching days and and took a page out of that. That's exactly how I felt. It's so funny to say that because I was watching it. I was so uncomfortable watching it, first of all. But I I sort of felt it was like a teacher on a Friday with the class that's like out of control because it's the Friday of a long weekend. You know, and then finally they just snap and they're like, 
you cannot do it. You know, and it was exactly the reaction he had. And I don't think anyone watching that necessarily would have faulted him. Um, like, I, I don't think he comes out on the losing end, per se, of all of these outbursts. Usually he handles them really well. He's pretty calm. I kind of understood why his, his you know, he became frustrated. Like, it was, I, like you, I didn't understand specifically what they were protesting. They just kept going and going. Um, but it was it was kind of odd and, and, and hard. to. <laughs> I felt uncomfortable watching it. I know. I, I felt like he was going to give everybody detention. Yes, exactly. Like, here comes the punishment. And then, it, and then a kid asked a question after that, and, like, the mood weirdly shifted. And, yeah, it was just, it was definitely the most interesting, I think, the most interesting town hall of all of them. Kind of the, 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 it seemed to me, and you'd know better because you were there, but the mood and like the tone of everything was a lot more heightened and, and maybe a bit more tense than, and he seemed like he was worn down after all, so many of these than it had been in any of the previous ones. Uh, yeah, and I was asking one of his staffers too, because uh, we were told it was full capacity, so 1,700 people, and I'd asked you, is this the most raucous? And she kind of played it down saying, well, every every city is different and every town is different. But but I would think that that it was. in And, and we weren't we didn't really know what to expect, because Nanaimo is, is a working town, but it's also on Vancouver Island, which is there's a, biz, a bit of a different feeling. And, and it was unclear even going in, even though the, the, the very long lineup going into the town hall there were a lot of placards. There were a lot of anti-pipeline people. But there were also a lot of people that we talked to who said, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. We want to come and we want to talk to the prime minister. Yeah, and I think I think the the climate had something to do with it, like everything, you know, everything around pipelines. I think that the scheduling, the fact that this was the very last stop after so many and that he was in Alberta the day before probably had something to do with it, too. And, yeah, it just seemed... Um, like, even in other ones, the questions had been more varied, and, and there was sort of more of his, like, fans, quote-unquote, <laughs> at some of them. But it didn't seem uh, like there were as many in, in the town hall yesterday. But, I mean, that's what he signed up for, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. that's kind of to be expected. And I, I think, I mean, I, I do give him some credit for even, endure, like, putting himself in that situation, because I don't know a lot of politicians that, that would, really. Especially, as you said, with the questions, um, we to take them at their word, the questions weren't vetted. And proof of that, I think, is when the, when that eight-year-old girl asked the question when she said, and she was so poised, saying, uh, I know what I'm doing to save this country. What are you doing? But she wasn't in a position where the, the stationary cameras could see her. So I, I thought right there, that is proof that, that, that yeah. she wasn't planted, because if she was, she would have been where we could all see her, and she would have been on every single camera at that point. Yeah, for sure. And there are other examples in other town halls of ones where you're like, I mean, there was a vet in Edmonton who had lost his leg and it was awful. It was heartbreaking to watch. And I don't think they would have planted that question. I don't think they would have. I mean, there were a lot of immigration questions from people whose families are having trouble coming here and, you know, very personal stories that uh, I, I, I couldn't imagine they would have vetted that either. So, yeah, I guess we, we take them at their word. And, and, and I think the results, um, you know, the proof of that is 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 sort of how these town halls went for the most part, which is not always his way. <laughs> there were a couple of questions yesterday about the summer jobs application form and uh, the the box that must be checked. And he went uh, he went and told a story about how his father had once apologized to him for being unable to provide another mother figure because he would never remarry because even though he loosened Canada's divorce laws, he didn't personally believe in it. Uh, did you find it odd at all that he would tell that personal story in, in responding or is that more of, of the whole point of these things? I think that's kind of his like modus operandi. I guess I, I, I feel as though there are certain instances when he does employ his um, his his background. Uh, there are certain times when he stays away from it, 
and he sort of tries to paint a different picture of how the government is doing, and it's maybe different than what his dad did. But he does sometimes also, you know, kind of evoke those memories, uh, I think, to make things more personal and to sort of try and make people see what his motivations might be. But it does also sometimes come off as odd. And I think in that instance, I agree, it was it was sort of, I, I didn't really understand the connection so clearly. And I think the questions are around, you know, are you forcing us to be pro-choice in order to get, gov- in order to get government money? And they, the liberals really don't want to answer that question straight on. And so even his ministers, when they're talking about this stuff, kind of talk around it as well and sort of say, well, we, you know, we want to defend women's rights and we want, you know, but they, but they don't ever say, yes, you have to be pro-choice to do X, Y, Z type of thing. So I think that was just his way of talking around it. Yeah, he certainly did, because I think then people were taken, and why is he telling this story about about Pierre Trudeau and not really answering the question that was put to him? Yeah, and, and to be honest, I mean, he has a lot of things that he does very well, but answering questions <laughs> directly is not usually one of them. And, and the media, we know that, uh, you know, kind of firsthand. A lot of times we will ask a very direct question and the answer kind of doesn't add up or doesn't actually address what you're asking at all. So it's not totally uncommon for for him and some of his ministers. No, it can be two to three minutes long and still not actually answer Mm -hmm. the question that was put to him. Uh, Just before I let you go, do you think, did he come away from this town hall series uh, again, uh, doing this one? Does he, did he come away? Was it successful for him? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I don't think, I, I think that they've made a calculation that, you know, the thing with him is some people are good performers in the House of Commons, like a Tom Mulcair. Some people are really strong politicians um, within the political world. His strength is among people, and it and it always has been, and I think it always will be. And I think even if he's getting hard questions, most people see that and they say, wow, he's, he's actually putting himself in that situation. He's listening to what Canadians are worried about. And he's he's not shying away and hiding and, and being reclusive. And I think that is, in his case, and not every politician, but in his case, that is his strength, is, is sort of how he reacts in crowds, how he deals with Canadians, how he deals with people. And, and it's not necessarily in the political world. Like, he stumbles on the questions about his vacation and spending and Bill Morneau. But when he's outside in, you know, sort of, quote, unquote, the real world, outside the Ottawa bubble, is, I think, his strength. And so he this town hall series plays to his strengths. And I don't think he's any worse for wear for doing it. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at CKNW.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.